0: Welcome back to Daily PBJ Devotionals. Today's readings are Exodus eleven one through twelve twenty one, Job twenty-nine, and Psalm fifty-nine. This devotional is about Exodus eleven verses one through twelve twenty-one. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will bring upon Pharaoh and Egypt one more plague. After that, he will allow you to leave this place, and when he lets you go, he will drive you out completely. Now announce to the people that men and women alike should ask their neighbors for articles of silver and gold. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, Moses himself was highly regarded in Egypt by Pharaoh's officials and by the people. So Moses declared, This is what the Lord says, About midnight I will go throughout Egypt, and every firstborn son in the land of Egypt will die. From the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on his throne to the firstborn of the servant girl behind the handmill, as well as the firstborn of all the cattle. Then a great cry will go out over all the land of Egypt. Such an outcry has never been heard before and will never be heard again. But among all the Israelites, not even a dog will snarl at man or beast. Then you will know that the Lord makes a distinction between Egypt and Israel. And these officials of yours will come and bow before me, saying, Go! You and all the people who follow you. After that, I will depart. And hot with anger, Moses left Pharaoh's presence. The Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will not listen to you, so that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. Moses and Aaron did all these wonders before Pharaoh, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, so that he would not let the Israelites go out of his land. Now the Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month is the beginning of months for you. It shall be the first month of your year. Tell the whole congregation of Israel that on the tenth of this month, each man must select a lamb for his family, one per household. If the household is too small for a whole lamb, they are to share with the nearest neighbor based on the number of people and apportion the lamb accordingly. Your lamb must be an unblemished year-old male, and you may take it from the sheep or the goats." You must keep it until the fourteenth day of the month, when the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel will slaughter the animals at twilight. They are to take some of the blood and put it on the sides and tops of the door frames of the houses where they eat the lambs. They are to eat the meat that night, roasted over the fire, along with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Do not eat any of the meat raw or cooked in boiling water, but only roasted over the fire, its head and legs and inner parts. Do not leave any of it until morning. Before the morning, you must burn up any part that is left over. This is how you are to eat it. You must be fully dressed for travel, with your sandals on your feet and your staff in your hand. You are to eat in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. On that night, I will pass through the land of Egypt and strike down every firstborn male, both man and beast, And I will execute judgment against all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The blood on the houses where you are staying will distinguish them. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. No plague will fall on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. And this day will be a memorial for you, and you are to celebrate it as a feast to the Lord, as a permanent statute for the generations to come. For seven days you must eat unleavened bread. On the first day you are to remove the leaven from your houses. Whoever eats anything leavened from the first day through the seventh must be cut off from Israel. On the first day you are to hold a sacred assembly, and another on the seventh day. You must not do any work on those days except to prepare the meals. That is all you may do. So you are to keep the feast of unleavened bread. For on this very day I brought your divisions out of the land of Egypt. You must keep this day as a permanent statute for the generations to come. In the first month, you are to eat unleavened bread, from the evening of the 14th day until the evening of the 21st day. For seven days, there must be no leaven found in your houses. If anyone eats something leavened, that person, whether a foreigner or native of the land, must be cut off from the congregation of Israel. You are not to eat anything leavened. Eat unleavened bread in all your homes. Then Moses summoned all the elders of Israel and told them, Go at once, and select for yourselves a lamb for each family, and slaughter the Passover lamb. Take a cluster of hyssop, dip it into the blood in the basin, and brush the blood on the top and sides of the doorframe. None of you shall go out the door of his house until morning. When the Lord passes through to strike down the Egyptians, he will see the blood on the top and sides of the doorframe, And will pass over that doorway, so he will not allow the destroyer to enter your houses and strike you down. And you are to keep this command as a permanent statute for you and your descendants. When you enter the land that the Lord will give you as he promised, you are to keep this service. When your children ask you, what does this service mean to you? You are to reply, it is the Passover sacrifice to the Lord, who passed over the houses of the Israelites in Egypt, when he struck down the Egyptians and spared our homes. Then the people bowed down and worshipped, and the Israelites went and did just what the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron. Now at midnight the Lord struck down every firstborn male in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne, to the firstborn of the prisoner in the dungeon, as well as all the firstborn among the livestock." During the night Pharaoh got up, he and all his officials, and all the Egyptians, and there was loud wailing in Egypt, for there was no house without someone dead. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron by night and said, Get up, leave my people, both you and the Israelites. Go worship the Lord as you have requested. Take your flocks and herds as well, just as you have said, and depart, and bless me also. And in order to send them out of the land quickly, the Egyptians urged the people on. For otherwise, they said, we are all going to die. So the people took their dough before it was leavened, carrying it on their shoulders and kneading bowls wrapped in clothing. Furthermore, the Israelites acted on Moses' word and asked the Egyptians for articles of silver and gold and for clothing. And the Lord gave the people such favor in the sight of the Egyptians that they granted their request. In this way they plundered the Egyptians. The Israelites journeyed from Ramses to Succoth with about 600,000 men on foot besides women and children. And a mixed multitude also went up with them, along with great droves of livestock, both flocks and herds. Since their dough had no leaven, the people baked what they had brought out of Egypt into unleavened loaves, For when they had been driven out of Egypt, they could not delay and had not prepared any provisions for themselves. Now the duration of the Israelites' stay in Egypt was 430 years. At the end of the 430 years, to the very day, the Lord's divisions went out of the land of Egypt. Because the Lord kept a vigil that night to bring them out of the land of Egypt, this same night is to be a vigil to the Lord, to be observed by all the Israelites for the generations to come. And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, This is the statute of the Passover. No foreigner is to eat of it. But any slave who has been purchased may eat of it after you have circumcised him. A temporary resident or hired hand shall not eat the Passover. It must be eaten inside one's house. You are not to take any of the meat outside the house, and you may not break any of the bones. The whole congregation of Israel must celebrate it. If a foreigner resides with you and wants to celebrate the Lord's Passover, all the males in the household must be circumcised. Then he may come near to celebrate it. And he shall be like a native of the land, but no uncircumcised man may eat of it. The same law shall apply both to the native and the foreigner who resides among you. Then all the Israelites did this. They did just as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron. And on that very day, the Lord brought the Israelites out of the land of Egypt by their divisions. This is God's word. The most famous and costly of the ten plagues was prophesied to Pharaoh and the people of Israel in today's readings. God promised, through Moses, that every firstborn son in Egypt will die. That's verse 5a in the NIV. The prophecy was very serious and very specific. So was the promise of deliverance. In fact, as I read this familiar passage of scripture today, I was struck with how detailed the instructions were to those who believed God's word about the firstborn sons. Verses 3 through 10 detailed specifically what must be done to save your firstborn son's life. Listen to this list. First, the ratio of animals slaughtered to families was specific. One lamb per family with some exceptions, according to verse 4, had to be killed and consumed, according to verse 3. Second, the animals slaughtered were very specific. They must be year-old males without defect, according to verse 5b. And they could only be sheep or goats, according to verse 5b. Next, the date was specific. It is the 14th day of the month, according to verse 6. Also, the time they were to be slaughtered was specific at twilight, according to verse 6c. The sign of their faith in God was specific. Take some of the blood and put it on the sides and tops of the door frames of the houses, where they eat the lamb, according to verse 7b. The menu for this day was specific. No pizza that night. Instead, they are to eat meat roasted over the fire, along with bitter herbs, and bread made without yeast, according to verse 8. The way the lambs were prepared was specific too. Do not eat the meat raw or boiled in water, but roast it over a fire with the head, legs, and internal organs, according to verse 9. The way leftovers were handled was specific as well. If some of it is left until morning, you must burn it, according to verse 10 in the NIV. The way the meal was eaten was specific also. You were to eat it with your cloak tucked in your belt, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand eat it in haste it is the lord's passover not one of these requirements had spiritual or physical power to stop an angel from taking a boy's life the commands though specific were arbitrary death angels are not afraid of sheep blood on doorposts or leftovers but following the lord's instructions perfectly was important for three reasons First and foremost, the substitutionary sacrifice of the Lamb, whose blood was placed on the door to one's home, looked forward to Christ's sacrifice for us as our substitute. Being careless with God's instructions would cause the symbolism that pointed to Christ to be fuzzy instead of clear. Secondly, obedience to these instructions indicated genuine faith in God and His Word. If you really believed that God was going to take the life of your firstborn son and the firstborn son of every family, you would be very careful to do exactly what God said to do. Third, these instructions would provide the template for the annual observance of the Passover. They gave Israel a specific way to remember and celebrate God's deliverance for many generations to come. Now, what does any of this have to do with us Christians? Well, in a general sense, this passage shows us the importance of paying attention to God's specifics as recorded in his word. But in a more, uh, specific sense, we don't observe the Passover as Christians, because Christ fulfilled the law on that and every other point. But remember that the Lamb and its blood were mere symbols. They had no inherent spiritual power They merely demonstrated that someone believed God's word and pointed toward the sacrifice of Christ. So in the Christian era, isn't that a lot like baptism? The water of baptism has no inherent power, but those who believe in Jesus will be obedient by following his commands to be baptized because water baptism symbolizes important spiritual realities about our identification with Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection and its application to us personally. The Passover lamb pointed forward to the death of Christ. Baptism points back to it. Both symbols are evidence of faith in God. These days, however, some people don't think baptism is very important. They want to change the meaning of it as a symbol by baptizing babies with a different mode besides immersion. And I've met some who profess faith in Christ who have never been baptized in any way and don't seem to think it is very important. There is no death angel killing firstborns in this age of grace, thankfully. But isn't it just as important, if we believe God's word, to follow his detailed instructions carefully? If you're trusting Christ, but have never been baptized, let the example of the Israelites at Passover be your guide. If you have been careless about something else God has instructed Christians to do, then think about how carefully Israel followed God's instructions in this passage. Then go and do likewise, not because you fear losing your firstborn son, but because you fear and love God and want to keep his commandments. And if you found this devotional helpful, please sign up to receive it in your email each day. Go to dailypbj.com slash subscribe. Put your email address in the email address box there. And every morning you will receive an email from me with a transcript of these devotionals as well as links to the audio and video. And this will help you be in God's word every day. I'm looking for financial support on a monthly basis to help me keep going with this. Please go to dailypbj.com support if you can help. Finally, please share this with someone who might be helped in their faith by it. And I'll see you next time. May God bless you. Have a great day.